Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. This episode of Nobody's Listening Podcast is brought to you by DrawYouPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Also brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. Think about it. Try it. Do it. Love it. This is Clint Eastwood, and you're listening to Nobody's Listening. Punk. I got a bad feeling about this. No. Nobody's listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, the show where we tell funny life stories, yours and ours. Episode number 160, the big 160, the week of February 21st, 2011. I'm your host. My name is James, and with me is John, the catalytic converter Steinklobber. How you doing, John? Oh, hey, man. That's awesome. I like to have that nickname. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Well, you 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 twittered this week that you <laughs> replaced your own catalytic converter. So I figured yeah. you were feeling masculine and I wanted to reflect that in the show. Well, I appreciate that. It did make me feel pretty manly. Pretty cool that you're helping the environment. Well, we have emissions tests up here and um, uh, if you don't pass, you don't get your license plate. See, in Florida, we so. don't have none of that. None. No. We don't care. We're just off in, in America's, you know what, and, yep. and nobody cares down here. You don't even have to wear helmets down there on a motorcycle. Dude, you know. See how much they, they care about that? It's, uh, you know, head trauma. They have a lobby, apparently. They have lobbyists, and they want uh, they want to keep that law at bay. Hey, we always start with an opening song, so let's do that. This one's brought to us today by Perry Grip, one of our favorite uh, artists here mm, on yes. Nobody's Listening. It's a little song called Space Unicorn. Love it. This one's new to me. It's new to your mom. Awesome. Perry Grip, once again, taking it oh, to the it. max. Yes. To the I've, I've gotten my kids addicted to his music. Yeah. yeah They're my, singing like nom, 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 nom. That's nom. the one. That's the one right there. My kids, same thing. They, oh, they man, took it hilarious. to their cousin's house this weekend. <laughs> yes. Spreading the love of Perry Grip. Maybe we can get him on the show, too. Oh, that would, well, be, would be awesome. He's probably too famous for us. I don't know. Anyway, hey, it's time for some weekly updates. I don't have a theme song yet. We don't have a slug or anything, so I'll play this. (laughs) 
Weekly updates. That's right. Uh, it's time for weekly updates. What's been going on in your life the last uh, seven days or so? Well, for me, um, I had I went to Target. Uh, sa- no, today actually it happened today. I was walking around through Target, and I was I, I didn't know where I was looking for poster frames. I didn't know where. Um, where they were. So what do you do? You know, you walk down the main aisle and you look down each aisle. Right. Kind of scanning. Well, the most awkward thing in the planet happened because at the very same time that I started walking down the aisles and looking down each aisle, a slightly overweight dude dressed almost exactly like me started doing the exact same thing. (laughs) And on the third aisle, the third time we locked eyes, I was like, he thinks I'm hitting on him, and he's probably cool, <laughs> cool with it. So I started getting really freaked out. I'm like, we're the same size and build. He's probably thinking he's found his soulmate. I am not down with this at all. So I try as soon as I can to uh, get rid of my gay James clone by shifting <laughs> from you know needing uh, you know these these poster frames and and I you know I I just go around to like movies and stuff. Well, he, because I took this certain left and all this, we crossed paths, but I totally avoided eye contact, but I could just feel him bearing into me. You know, he probably, I'm probably imagining every, I know I am. I know I'm imagining everything because when they get into the story, you'll know for a fact that I was imagining all of this terrible stuff. But, um. And, 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 and so I'm, I go down and I'm looking at something else and then I come back and, you know, the, 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 the path is clear, but then I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back for real and look at, you know, movies and, and the games and stuff. So I go back to that section. I'm carrying my poster frames. You know, my gay James clone is, is a thing of the past. <laughs> He's forgotten. He's gone. Um, but as I'm walking out, I've already programmed myself not to make eye contact with anyone the entire time now because I'm scared. You know, I'm gun shy. It's like when you see a snake and then everything looks like a snake for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just not going to look at anybody, girl, guy, tall, short kid, whatever. Uh, I'm not even making eye contacts with the dolls, you know, in the, in the toy aisle or anything. So, um, I go to walk back towards the front. It's time to go. I need to check out. And there he is. He's walking crossways to where he's going to make definite contact with me and he's got a bag of beans in his hand how do i know he's got a bag of beans because in my peripheral vision because i'm not looking at this guy he is swiping them back and forth and i can hear him bag of beans a bag of beans dude he he had a bag of beans and i guess that's what he needed he needed some beans so i did not want um to cross paths with this guy so i took a immediate left um, down because you know right in front of the, the checkouts at Target there's the girls clothing section so I darted and the yeah. boys I darted left and I'm like I'll cut through right there in the median between the boys and girls and I will I will hit the registers there's no way he's going to follow me in here and because uh, it would be too obvious you know da 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 so I do that and um, I hear the beans Hear the beans. They fade away. <laughs> the beans are fading. What did they sound like? Oh. oh, you heard them pre, pre, pre-gas pre stage, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was literally a bag of beans, a dry uh-huh. beans. And no, <laughs> you fart boy. He, I hear the beans. <laughs> whatever. He was shirking them back and forth, back and forth. And um, and uh, they got quieter. And so as I, I I cut right and I made a mistake and I went right through the girl's panties, stinking crap Uh, hate that all i can do i hate that so bad because then you know there's a lady folding something you know in a red shirt and and i know i know she's going to perv you know and i'm thinking i have a daughter just look like you have a daughter so i I just i duck through the the girl's panty aisle horribly and i start to go toward the checkout see girls just don't get this kind of stuff. This is the one thing girls never get about guys is why we're so dumb about stuff like this, but it just is. It's a big deal. So anyway, I ducked through and dang it, if he isn't coming for checkout, I could hear the beans <laughs> starting to get louder again. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and so finally he comes up right behind me in line. I'm like, this is okay. I got to face this guy. I got to face him, you know? So I, I go to try to casually look at him and it's not even the same dude. It's some old man. Oh, my, perver- my peripheral shaker. vision. Yeah. 
This wasn't the gay James <laughs> clone at all. Be- it was Bean Shaker Man. So he's a Bean Shaker. He man. was a Bean Shaker stalker. So gay, gay J- James clone was waiting outside for you, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He was. His name was Games. I saw you in the panty aisle. God. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I always hated going through that that aisle when my mom would take oh, me shopping. Oh, yeah, because you had sisters the same age as you like yes. I did. Yeah. Oh. And then bras and then – I mean women are the only ones who parade their undergarments up on hangers. That's stuff. true. We put ours in bags where they belong. Yeah. And, and you know, I got to be honest. I don't really like shopping for men's underwear either because no. I don't want to be looking at the dude. No. That's on the front of him? Yeah, because, yeah, he's always a lot better built than, than any of us are. <laughs> I just don't want to look at that. That reminds me um, of, a, of a story. My, my uh, mom was making bathing suits for my sisters, and uh, oh. I picked up this scrap of fabric, and I, like, put it on my face. And I'm like, hey, what part is this? Is this, like, a nose piece? And she, my mom starts giggling, and she says, that's the crotch. And ah. I didn't even know what that word meant. But the way she said it and the glee that she got out of it made me suddenly sick. I flung myself forward and that little crotch piece flew across the room. <laughs> That's a gross word. Yes, it is. Crotch. That's Can the first time that I'd ever. I think so. That's a, if, if my brother could say gooch back in the day, then I can say crotch. So, um, but yeah, crotch was, uh, was, was definitely the first time I ever heard it and it kind of defined itself. You know, it's just one of those words you don't need to look up, you know, I don't need to know what it is. I just know because the sound of it. Yeah. And, and well, suddenly the shape and the size and everything just made perfect sense. And I had had that junk on my face. So <laughs> and my sister's stinking bathing suit bottoms on my face. So why anyway, what was your, uh, Oh, I have another one. Um, so I get up to the front to check. Oh no, this was, this was Saturday night. I was at target again. Oh, new story. Very short, very short story. Um, I'd, I'd shopped for like an hour and a half and, and it was almost closing time. I go up to the front. I had all kinds of stuff for service Sunday morning, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd, I'd really waste a lot of time because I've been alone all weekend. So I was just, you know, really casually going through the toy aisle and looking at everything. I just love to do that. I can't ever do it with the kids because they're just like, I want to see pink stuff, you know. and um, <laughs> The Barbie aisle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I'm looking to see if there's anything I want and posters and this and that. Other. And I go up there and dang it, if I ain't forgot my dumb wallet. And and so I'm like, dude, I forgot my wallet. And he's like, you forgot your wallet? Did you forget your wallet? And I'm like, yeah, I forgot my dumb wallet. Is there anywhere I could put this? Yeah, you could put it over there, but after about five minutes, they're going to put it away. So I'm like busting it, going home. I get I get inside. You know, I, I've taken all kinds of shortcuts and, you know, jumped and done things and, you know, uh, get inside. I can't find my wallet. Long story short, sting a wallet was in my passenger side seat. <laughs> hate that oh, mess. Gotta get over there. Hate that mess. It was I. I had shot. I'd got something at a drive-through or stopped at an ATM or something and flopped the uh-huh. wallet down, and it had just sat there. And I was so mad because then I had to drive all the way back. Long story short, again the uh, the the cart was safe. So rest easy, uh-huh. my friends. I got Maybe everything discarded after five minutes. Yeah, and he wasn't <laughs> even there. Nobody even knew the history of that cart. So nobody even cared. I- that kind of happened to me once. I had cargo shorts on though, and I usually put like the wallet in the back pocket. And this time I put them in the side. Mm. And I had gotten all my stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, where's my wallet?" And so I went back home to go get it, uh, and it was still in my pants dude. that I was wearing. And I hate that. <laughs> but you know what? I got some good news. Okay. I know God's name. Really? Yeah, He's got a name, and um. My son enlightened me on this. Okay. Because, you know, he's learning he's learning some Bible stuff and Royal Rangers and Sunday school and stuff like that. And I guess they're lear- learning the Lord's Prayer. So, you know, we asked him to recite it. And he said, Our Father in Heaven, Howard is your name. <laughs> <laughs> so God's name is apparently Howard. Awesome. Well, don't use it in vain, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. So you, you can't say Howard. Ah, I'm going to have to bleep you, buddy. Sorry. If you do that again, I'm going to do this. 
It's like that's like touching the Ark of the Covenant, man. You can't you can't do that too much. Your face will melt. <laughs> that was awesome. All so Howard Johnson's is suddenly you know stepped up a notch there. It's God's. I don't own think he has a, nat- a last hotel. name. It's just a first name. I was just thinking about the old hotel chain, though. So yeah, didn't they start calling those Hojos? Ooh, or was that something else? Yeah, they did. Howard Johnson. That's unfortunate. That's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Howard. Johnson, whoever you are. Uh, hey, you know what? Today's episode is dedicated to uh, Smokehost, smokehost.net. You can use the promo code NLCAST, which will give you one month free service on any shared plan. That's a web hosting service. Go over there and support them at smokehost.net. Also brought to you by Obsessive Comics Disordered at Disorder Podcast at OCDcast.com. It's a dose of comics for the everyday reader, ocdcast.com, and uh, brought to you by Keith Technical Chicklets Techlets. He gets yeah. his own nickname, too, and our eternal sponsor, Carrillo. So thank you, guys. If you'd like to sponsor a show, head over to podcast.nlcast.com, and you can sponsor a show for only five bucks, and we will love on you, too. Uh, while we're loving on people, the chat room is chock full of goodness today. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to give them all a big hug. I do too, but I'm going to read some names. Captain Narthex is in there. Corn mm-hmm. Nerd, Account Father, J- uh, Dev J, Doctor Quest, Funky Cheese Puffs. Uh, haven't seen that for a while. JCM Rocks, Mass Quazo, or somebody. Norwegian Girl, Pastor Mikey Wine, Preach Six, Satarian Nut, Sparkle Rose, Terminator, a bunch of people. Retro. Oh, the Retroist is in there. Holy Crizzle, people. Whoa, the Retroist. The Retro freaking ist. And Scribbles Whoa. and Perduki and a whole bunch of anonymous people. Thank you guys for joining us. Big hugs go oh. out to all of you from John, but not from me, because oh. you can get your hugs from the Gay James clone if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some of this. It's the only one we have, so. <laughs> it's time for news. <laughs> Move out. Uh, yeah. And buy for news. I, I just want to make sure everybody is checking out. Um, this project I'm working on called you're mocking me, aren't you.com a daily buzz Lightyear fan art website where I'm putting out one piece of home crafted buzz Lightyear fan art every day. Now the, the biggest bit of feedback I've gotten from this is people are saying, you know, when you first started it, I was thinking like, that's just going to be for him. I don't care, but I really like it. You're so creative and you're doing different things and blah, 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 blah. And um, so I want you to go over there and check it out. I have actually just posted uh, number 75 or 76. And uh, so that's wow. Thursdays. The ASCII? No, that was oh, – uh, okay. th- that's today's. I thought you were on 72. That's released today. Right, but I've got three additional ones in the queue. See? Whoa. So, um, You're just teasing us. That's right. That's right. So I want you to go over and check it out. Yeah, I did, I did some ASCII art today and that's not a bad word it is uh it means i turned <laughs> symbols into artwork if you used to take typing classes back in the uh late 80s early 90s um when you did typing class you probably made some ascii art on your computer on your typewriter uh but anyway uh not only did i type, type it out a buzz lightyear i actually put it on an old i made a in photoshop made a retro looking monochrome screen and monochrome yeah the whole nine so head over to uh your mocking me aren't you dot com check it out every single stinking day okay that would be i have awesome. a bone to pick with you on that first what your buzz 69 attack of the 50 foot buzz he's not saying anything all your buzzes usually say something. But oh, I'm gonna buzz have to number go. Sixty nine. Yeah, I make a quote for every one of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I didn't realize okay. that. What do you think he would should I, say? Well, I, when I first read it, I thought he was saying this buzz is available as twenty by thirty inch poster print. <laughs> but uh, that's not what he was saying. Oh uh, no, no. I, usually, I I'll uh, make sure I add something. Um, I, I will give you a little sneak peek for for you guys listening to the show. This week, um, I will be releasing a Doctor Who Buzz Lightyear picture. Oh. So I just posted you, it right before the show. You teased that a little bit ago. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So I uh, got a Doctor Who Buzz. Um, well, since I already teased that one, let me see. What else do I have? I don't know. I got a few more. Um, I got one got that I – got a wafer buzz. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that one goes. 
I've got a couple more actually. I need to scan, and I, I did one in a in a in a book uh, drew out with. And, and anyway, I'm going to get a etch a sketch. I've got an idea of using those uh, plastic cups and a chain link fence. Have you ever seen people do artwork with that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really got some ideas. I can't wait to uh, to do it. So I want to make a catch up buzz and. Blah, blah, blah. All right, so enough about that. Let me uh, get you to some other news. You know that the uh, Nobody's Listening podcast has an app in the iTunes store? I bet you didn't. It does. It does, and it is uh, It is not cheap. I'll be honest with you. It is $2.99, which is ridiculous. Whoa. It is overpriced. I'm going to be the first to tell you. But the reason it is is because you're helping out the show. Consider it a donation to the show. That way it doesn't seem so high. But you also get um, bonus weekly content that nobody else gets except through that app. Okay? So, you know, you can yeah. do just about anything. There's nothing on the app that you can't do somewhere else. Okay? I'll be honest with you. There's Twitter. There's Facebook links. There's ways to email us and all that. You can do all that without the app. But – you're not going to get this bonus content. You're not going to get the wallpapers. You're not going to get the secret stuff. Sometimes it is wallpapers. Sometimes it's images that we talked about on the show. Um, but a lot of times it's audio or a, uh, a retro clip from the past or something out there. I'm going to just tell you, if you get this, it's going to be worth it. And not only for the current shows, but if you go back, um, maybe the last 20 shows or so, there's, there's content from probably – 120 all the way up till now too and don't hold me to that because we only started doing the bonus stuff once we got the app hold on one second yeah my finger butt is in there too by the way yeah yeah the finger butt so (laughs) it's in there somewhere you have to find it on the finger butt episode but uh go over there and uh and look up itunes now every time i mention itunes somebody's gonna be like what about an android app well that's coming so stay tuned and all you complainers better buy better buy it you better buy it. All right, let's do this. All right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's time for Infuse the News. It's a, uh, a, se- a new segment we're going to try out this week where we infuse the news with as much humor as possible. And uh, so we're going to look Whoa. at current events that happened this week and kind of thrash them a little bit. This one comes to us from boingboing.net. TSA screeners stole over two. $100,000 from Flyer's baggage, okay? What was a Flyer doing with $200,000? Well, let baggage? me read you a little bit of it. Two TSA screeners from New York's Kennedy Airport were busted for stealing over $200,000 in cash from Flyer's. They targeted people they thought were drug dealers since they didn't think their oh. victims would complain. Not to oh, the cops, man. but they'll complain to your family while they shoot them in the face. I love that. Oh, And then how are you, you know, we're not supposed to be, the TSA aren't supposed to be doing any kind of racial stereotypical profiling, you know, it's supposed to be all random, but uh, he looks like a drug dealer, you know, let's go through his stuff. There's no profiling there. (laughs) So, well, you know, the one thing that I got to say about this, TSA is a government organization Mm -hmm. and the government has been stealing money from the people for years. Wow. Wow. Spoken, spoken like a Georgian right there. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what. They're taking all our money. It don't matter how much you make. Yeah, America makes me feel like I've been... I got kicked in the trunk. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they found... Some people investigated and they found about $170,000 wrapped in tape. He took 40000 and met somebody in the bathroom where the employees hid the loot in their clothing. Uh, a TSA agent tipped off a supervisor, triggering an investigation, and they got busted. So, and this oh, is, apparently isn't the first time it's happened. There's other, uh, there's other, uh, you know, instances linked there. But we'll have a link to this, uh, sh- this uh, story in the show notes. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, here the only thing I will say is I'm so 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 glad those guys found my $200,000 because I had, I had flown to Spain a couple months ago and I lost it. And, and so they found it for me. So the government TSA, you know, as soon as you guys can, if you could just send that back to me, that would be great. You can, you can PayPal it to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The charges are going to be astronomical, but, uh, it's not a bad word, but, uh, it will be, it'll be really nice. Okay. Should be. All right, here's a ridiculous uh, article from uh, thecreatorsproject.com. 
It's called Art and Geolocation. An art collective circulates invisible objects. Okay. What? Yeah, I know. Did you say circulates invisible, invisible objects? objects? Okay. The new geolocation tools are being used in an attempt to bridge the real world with that of virtual reality. Through the Laetro project, uh, which was specifically conceived for something in some gallery in France with a name I can't pronounce, the Somebody Artist Collective like yeah, makes use of tools – uh, as it makes use of tools like online geolocation, the pins and the lines that show up in Google uh, Google Maps, they use these as an artistic medium and turn um, uh, and in turn presents a rather unusual exhibition. Now, this doesn't make sense to me, so that's why I'm having trouble reading. I'm trying to make sense of it. The protocol here's yeah, what they too. do every week. Each member of the Microtro Collective. Um, is required to entrust a thing, and it's in quotes, to someone. This person must in turn pass it on to someone else within the next 24 hours. I thought there was a movie like this. If you didn't do it, you would something would crawl out of your TV and kill you. <laughs> anyway, additionally, they'll receive instructions to send an email detailing the information about the thing as well as the circumstances under which they received it. The messages, as well as the real-time location of all exchanges, are then published online, but the things will never be seen by anyone other than those that, that, other than those who have handled them. And here's the fun part. This is the part that's made it worth reading. By mapping the journey and the time scale of the exchanges of these objects online, the collective intends to, and here's their quote, this is their mission statement. This is going to make sense of all of it, right? They intend okay. to confront ideas held around the possibilities for change. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. They confront the ideas held Ooh. around the possibilities for change, the scope of, and thus our understanding and interpretations of our networks and territory. There you go, guys. Didn't that just bring a tear to your soul? That is the best object. Oh, I'm crying. I don't even I'm know what I just cry. read. That's the dumbest thing ever. What are we doing? <laughs> what in the world? I don't know. You know what it sounds it like? Sounds like I had what? a I had a niece that got a flat Stanley one time, and they fold it up and put it in a mailbox, and they send it to you, and you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to take pictures with flat take Stanley, and then forward it uh -huh. to the next person. This is nothing new. Right? It's a bunch of big headed freakazoid art people that. It's an invisible flat Stanley. Yeah. It, it, we're going to confront our ideas take all, with him. Let's take all the fun out of it <laughs> and make it into art. Art, art, art. So. Sounds like a government project. Throwing a lot of, lot of money at something. Man, that what is it exist. with you and the government today, man? It's President's Day. <laughs> oh. I was wondering. I was going to. And uh, by president, I mean uh, past presidents, of course. Okay. Okay. So, my uh, president. Let's see. Here's another great one. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody in the chat room just said, oh, my Howard. <laughs> <laughs> don't Captain use his Dark name Dark. in vain, people. I don't want to get struck get by bleeped. lightning. All right. Um, here it is. <laughs> this says it all. An Egyptian names his baby Facebook after the revolution. Oh, no. An Egyptian man who wanted to show his gratitude to Facebook for its role in the January 25th protests has named his baby Facebook. There's a oh, picture man. of the dude holding a sign. Here's the article. Man names his newborn girl. <laughs> girl, oh, mind no. you. Facebook. <laughs> and the young She's man. never going to get a date. No. Well, she'll get poked a lot. Oh, wow. Never mind. Oh, God. <laughs> I did not mean it the way I said it, though. That's why I stopped, okay? I just want to clarify. You're going to have to edit that. Oh, I ain't editing it because I didn't mean it that way. If it comes out unintentionally, it's okay. But if I intentionally meant that, oh, my Howard. Howard, Howard, forgive me. Anyway, a young man in his 20s wanted to express his gratitude about the victories of youth of the 25th uh of January have achieved and chose to express in the form of naming his firstborn girl Facebook. The girl's family, friends and neighbors uh, in the region gathered around the newborn to express their continuing support for the revolution that started on Facebook. Facebook received many gifts 
from the youth who were overjoyed by her arrival and her new name. A name that shocked the entire <laughs> world. I wonder what kind of gifts she got. She probably got a cow and and a sheep and a like a golden apple tree and a, yeah. a chicken for her hen house. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, you didn't name her Farmville. Probably a – well, I'm just thinking about all the invites that you get on – on Facebook, probably a mafia hitman or, you know, a Tommy gun. Lots of friends. Yeah. Right. It'd be really cool. You could go up to her and see, you know, what, what kind of, if you have any friends in common. Like, yeah, yeah, I know her. (laughs) Um, the, the article continues and finishes up by saying pretty unfortunate name for a baby girl, but it could be worse. At least the revolution wasn't organized on adult friend finder. But on bump. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) <laughs> that's terrible Facebook you know it was on oh. gawker.com we'll have a link in the show notes you'd think something like that would be on the onion but no uh, oh, here's another one that's too funny. freaky to be real and, and and it's funny but I don't want to have any disrespect to the family that had to undergo this because me and John have uh, I have a daughter and he has young kids so anyway girl nine years old seriously injured after she's thrown 110 feet in the air when her bouncy castle is caught in a freak 160-mile-an-hour gust of wind. This happened in Arizona um, the other day. A nine-year-old girl was seriously injured after being thrown 110 feet in the air in their bouncy castle. Uh, Her and her 11-year-old sister Jessica was playing in a structure in their backyard, and a microburst tore through their street at 160 miles an hour, the bouncy castle was tied down, but the force of the wind sent it flying into the sky with their father desperately giving chase. Now, this is terrible, cool. but that is that would be hilarious to see that. I'm just to be honest with you. Well, if there's like nobody in it, it would be hilarious. No, it, it's still pretty funny. Just a little bit funny. Not not that she got hurt. Kids holding on for dear life, <laughs> screaming. That's scary. It is scary, but it's terribly funny at the same time. Could you imagine you're jumping? You know where the microburst came from? From Howard. Probably that dude that bought the. <laughs> no, that dude that bought the beans. Oh. The target. <laughs> he probably lives on the. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so so she just imagine you're in this thing and you're trying to you know you and your sister are I'm bouncing higher than you I'm going higher than you and all of a sudden you're 160 feet in the stinking air. You're weightless. Uh, neighbors looked on in horror as a fully inflated structure sailed through the air. She probably thought she was going to Oz, dude. She was probably really excited yeah. for a little bit. The engine, the air hose was still attached to it. Fully inflated. Jessica was thrown out almost immediately, but Alyssa was stuck inside as it took off 110 oh. feet in the air and threw her out onto a neighbor's roof. Oh, my goodness. So she she actually came out of the thing while she was in the air. Yeah. I know it's hardcore, and that's not the funny part. There's nothing funny about kids getting hurt. I'm just saying that the the you know when have you ever thought something like that could happen? It, it there's pictures of uh of their uh their trampoline. Their trampoline got tore up too. So if you're in Arizona in a kid? bouncy castle, get the heck out. Remember that kid who who flew away in, in the that balloon? balloon? That yeah, his, I was thinking the same his thing. Dad put him in there. Yeah, except he wasn't in there. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. it's totally different. I wasted lots of prayers on that kid. (laughs) I was praying for that kid. I was like, Lord, please let him be able to breathe. And and to cry. God did answer my prayer. He didn't have to, actually. Howard's always got my back. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Howard. Howard is your name. (laughs) All right, it's time for your stories. You're all looking forward to all right. Hey, James John, and maybe a guest host. No, no, no. Uh, I'm currently a freshman here at good old Lebanon Valley College. Stalkers. And a small, <laughs> it's a small school in Pennsylvania. Well, let's go ahead and just give them a pinpoint address while we're at it. But one of my favorite hey. stories to tell people happened to me when I was a sophomore in high school. All 10th grade students had to take this mandatory computer business class that year, and my teacher was Mrs. K., now, I'm being 100% serious when I say that Mrs. K hated my guts. 
I know the kids say that all the time as an excuse for why they're doing poorly in class, but Miss K honestly hated me for no apparent reason. I was always in trouble for minor infractions, but the one kid who gets caught playing Halo that he had legally pirated was told never to do it again. As you can probably imagine, I grew quite angry with Miss K. Well, one night everything changed for me for the better when I had the best, most random dream ever. I dreamed that in computer class, we were going to be eating chicken and fish. Everyone was allowed to eat chicken, but if you wanted to eat the fish, you had to have a signed permission slip from your parents. So in my dream, all the students were lining up to turn in their permission slips, including myself. And once they were all turned in, we sat down at our computers and waited to be served. Of course. (laughs) True dream fashion. I'm liking this dream. When my plate arrived, I hadn't gotten any fish. And uh, I told Miss K, and she said I didn't turn in my permission slip. I protested. I said I had turned in my permission slip. Even my friends in class backed me up saying it's true. Mike turned in his permission slip. I saw it. But no matter how much we said, Miss K was adamant in her refusal to give me my fish. Give me my fish, Miss K. Give it here. So. I want my fish. (laughs) I did what any angry fish-loving man would do. I punched her in the face repeatedly as my classmates cheered me on. This was a dream. It's a dream sequence. I know, but it's just subconscious. I've never punched anybody in a dream. I've flown over them and mocked them from on high, but I've never punched anybody. (laughs) I woke up the next morning with a smile on my face and bloody knuckles. No, I'm kidding. And from what I... (laughs) And from that... Uh, until the end of the year, whenever Miss K gave me trouble, I just smiled and remembered the best dream I ever had, and I was able to ignore her. I'm sure that dreaming of assaulting a teacher and being perfectly content with it means I've got some sort of psychological problem, but hey, what you gonna do? Love the show, guys. Your biggest fan, Mike. Well, thanks, Mike, but you know what? It's not a psychological problem. It's actually quite normal, and that means that you have... A crush on your teacher. Really? Yeah, he's in love with her. I was about to say, John, you're the only person I know that falls madly in love with their teachers. I don't Shut know. Up. I don't even want to hear your dream <laughs> stories. True. So I've never punched a teacher in my dreams, so maybe there is some deep issues there. No, I've never punched but, uh, anybody. But his college is near is near Hershey, Pennsylvania. Wow. Just in case you stalkers are wanting to know that. I looked it up. Go get him. John's already, John's already stalking. Uh, from Vanessa, my 10-year-old son has been addicted to his new Xbox 360. He will do almost anything to play his favorite game, and boy, I'm trying all of them. Uh, Halo 3 <laughs> on Xbox Live. Watch for, the car. Yes, paint the fence. Uh, for weeks, he has been begging for a hard drive so he can access more features of the game. He has explained in detail numerous times the benefits of having a hard drive, how grateful he would be, and what a great mom I would be if I actually got him one. Do you remember doing that crap to your mom? <laughs> yes. And it would last like a day. <laughs> the exquisite details of everything you needed. Oh, and if you- my room. For a month. I tell you, ten-year-old boys—they could get everybody off death row if they were just allowed to, uh, you know, win something as a result. Because they are the best lawyers in the world. You would have all these points, and you would go ahead and think ahead about every counterpoint they could have, and have an answer ready to go. It was awesome. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that for the first time, really, that I remember in high school. And I wanted to go see a movie, and my mom was like anti-movie. <laughs> And I wanted to go see uh, Bill and Ted's ex, uh, Bogus Adventure, Bogus Journey. Okay. I think it was the second yeah. one. And, uh, second one. Yeah. And I'm sitting there trying to explain to her why I need to see this. And, and I'm making up lies and stuff. And, Mom, but you don't understand. They, they really worked hard. And they said, you know what? Let's make a movie that doesn't have anything bad in it. And that's what they did. This is an experimental movie, Mom. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> I'm so dumb, but that's what you're forced to do when your mom's a psychopath. Experience, experimental movie. Yeah, where there's nothing bad at all. So she never did let oh. me go. Anyway, uh, she says uh, – You didn't miss much. Yeah. Well, I did watch it eventually. Um, got a totally heinous alien butt. That was the part I liked the best. Um, okay, so how grateful it would be and what a great mom would be if I got him one. Finally caved. 
I bought one and installed it. He excitedly said, now I can play champagne with my friends. <laughs> Champagne? At first, I didn't pay attention to what he said. I thought he was just some Halo 3 game reference I wasn't familiar with. After a few days, mm, though, mm. I was watching as he navigated through the frame, the game menus. He explained again how now he could play Champagne. <laughs> as I read the, ne- the menu options, I realized, of course, it was Campaign, which makes perfect sense for a Halo oh. game. After I finished laughing, I explained to my son his error, and now he sometimes still forgets, and he'll say he's going to go play some Champagne on his game. <laughs> well, you know, that's it's just one letter off. Yeah. Well, a lot letters off. Yeah, that's but- true. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gateway game. It really is. It, you know, you start gaming yep. with the campaigning, and then pretty soon you're champagning, and, and there's just way too much the hard stuff. Well, you're 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 congratulating everyone. You're giving speeches. You know, you're everybody's best man. <laughs> all of a sudden, it just goes you're from bad to worse. To the bathroom. Yeah, you know, the bubbles are tickling your nose constantly. It's just not a good path to go down. So, just say I've no. I've seen it a thousand times. So don't my- cave in. Mike Prince uh, sent in from uh, an, uh, Mike Prince is a friend of the show from Too Much Information podcast and the Super Secret Young Husband or po- Super Secret podcast for young husbands. Is that what it's called? Right. Yep. That's correct. All right. Um, hey, James and John, I was I was uh, ordered to never tell this story, but I can't help it. Ooh. Oh, oh now you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I love these. <laughs> um, never tell this story. He says your communion story from last week reminded me of a communion story of my own. I'm a pastor on staff at a church, and we do communion once a month. A couple of years ago, during the communion time, our pastor was on stage talking and teaching about what we were about to do and why we do it. Howard was going to be honored. Um, as, as he was speaking, <laughs> the ushers were busily making sure the 500 people spread out in our 3,000-seat audit, auditorium were being served. And I was sitting near the front holding the elements and waiting for the prayer and direction to eat and drink at the right times. And suddenly I was tapped on the shoulder to see an elderly gentleman pointing to his tiny cup of grape juice. I looked down and saw a green fuzzy floaty in there (laughs) staring up at me. This is mine, it said. (laughs) This is all mine. Uh, At first it didn't register, but then the guy in the TARDIS showed up and pointed a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something at it <laughs> and it went away now um at first it didn't register because uh, i thought he just hawked a luke in his cup but the few moments later i was tearing up the aisle grabbing usher after usher telling them to stop serving the juice because it's moldy it's turned into actual wine it's a miracle <laughs> howard be praised <laughs> I told our associate pastor what was happening, and he got our lead pastor's attention and notified him. I thought it was bad having to go through and tell the ushers to stop serving, but I can't imagine what it'd be like for pastor to have had to announce to everyone, don't drink the juice, it's moldy. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out there'd been juice left over from our last communion a month before that, and the ushers had put it in the fridge. Being good stewards of the church's money and resources, they decided to use the same juice for the communion four weeks later. All in all, I'm just glad somebody noticed. I'd hate for you to get it and get that communion and get the whole church food poisoning. Yeah, Jesus' blood is not supposed – it's supposed to cleanse us from our sins. It's not supposed to uh, make us throw up. Anyway, thanks for bringing Nobody's Listening back, giving us a place to share these ridiculous stories with the world, even when we've been asked not to. Mike Prince from Too Much Information (laughs) Podcast. Thanks, bud. I want to know who asked him not to share it. Probably because I'm going to call him up and tell him. I know, where, I know where he works. <laughs> call up, and call him up. No, I, I. That reminds me of a. I, you know, I'm a kids pastor myself, and I had this one little boy, and he was always a punk. You know, he's, I loved him to death, but he was just. If you told him not to do something, he'd go out of his way to do it. That's just the way he was wired. And he finds this old communion cup. Now, you know, at our church, we used. The pre, a lot of people probably don't even know these exist, but it's a plastic cup with a clear cellophane top and then the wafer and then another piece of cellophane. And it's prepackaged oh, yeah. so they can pass it out to hundreds of people, thousands of people, and, and you know, not have to deal with the trays and the this and that. Yeah, you could just like throw them out there. Well, I told awesome. him, he, he brings that. Yeah, you can. 
and uh, he, he brings this thing to me and he says, dude, can I, you know, can I have this? Can I have it? And, and first of all, you know, there's not anything sacred about the actual items, but, you know, I just didn't feel right about him cracking it open and taking it to the head right there. But uh, even so, I told him, I said, dude, you know, no, you can't have that. It's probably, it's been sitting there a while. It's probably not any good, blah, blah, blah. So he comes to me 10 minutes later and he's got this look on his face. Like he just ate a lemon. He's like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. Oh, he had eaten. He had eaten that stuff. I said, "Dude, why you, did you did you drink the, uh, the 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 juice and the wine?" He's like, "Yeah, it it, it felt like jelly." Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 it felt like jelly going down. Yeah, so it was gross, man. I almost puked oh. right there with him. Ugh, so I would have puked if he puked at me. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I like to share. Man, when I was a kid, um, probably like five or six, we went to this small church. I think I mentioned it last week. We used to meet in a hotel and stuff. And they had those little those little wafers that were like styrofoam. And, you know, they always had extra. So after after the service was over, I'd be down in them like candy. These things are good. Oh, they are, man. You always want a little bit more. <laughs> just enough to get stuck in your teeth. All right. Um, I've, I, this this next one is from uh, as near as I can guess, uh, Pastor Mike Wan's wife, um, Mike from uh, the, the one we just read. It's from Melinda. It's only Melinda I know online, but uh, possibly not. But it has it has uh, sparked a new segment on our show. Oh yeah. And the uh, it's going to be a sub segment of the stories segment. It's going to be called the mandatory gross story. Seems like we've always oh, got great. one. And so I'm going to go out of my way to find the one gross story that just makes me and John. Because John and I are really easy to make sick. So here we go. Last October, I rode an ATV for the first time. After getting a feel for it, I decided to try a jump that I just wasn't Mm -hmm. ready for. And it was all great until I landed. And the force of the ATV hitting the ground slammed my mouth down into the handlebars. Mm. I could tell immediately that something was wrong, but I'll never forget uh, the look on my friend's face when he yelled, your front tooth is missing, and the other one's half gone. I started searching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better. I started searching no, for the missing. Hold on. <laughs> I started searching for the missing one, hoping uh, it could somehow be saved. Put it in an ice bucket, and they'll sew it back on. <laughs> put it in a plastic bag. Put it in the freezer. I don't think it works that way. Put it in there with the rodents. Um but then I, when I felt around in my mouth a little, I realized the helmet that I was wearing had actually shoved the tooth right up into my gums. Oh! Uh, uh, no, it didn't. Uh, uh, uh. God Under dang. the gum? Gosh, right back up where How it came it from. Us? Right up where it came from, dude. Oh. There's so much wrong okay. with that. They were able to cut into the gum and pull out the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> when you say cut into the gum? I don't know. I had to read it fast. <laughs> and I, I have natural looking crowns now, but for about two months, I had to go out looking like a vampire. What? What? <laughs> Gosh. It's last October. Mm. Mm. I'm curious to see if this story will freak John out. Why just John? Why are you limiting your grossness? Ha ha. I'm so glad you guys brought the show back. We're not anymore. Keep being Mm. awesome. Melinda. All right, Melinda, we hate you. My teeth. You know, whenever, whenever Mm. I hear stories like this, I'll, I don't know if it's because I empathize with them or what, but the parts start hurting. You have to touch them. Yeah. 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 My teeth feel like, like they've fallen out and Okay, they're still there, but see that reminds me of a, a guy I used to work with. He's from Canada. I don't know why oh, that matters, but he he was in the shower with his spouse, and they did the pass where you try to pass each other to get the water, and he slipped what? the pass when you're both pass? In the pass where you walk past each other in the skinny part of the tub so the other or so the other person can get the water. Anyway, it's not a big dirty thing. It's just called the pass. Anyway, um, so they did the pass, and he slipped fell through the shower curtain and hit the top of his teeth squarely on the toilet lid. 
and jammed every single one of his teeth up into his head just a little bit, just a little bit. And they, they, what they had to do is they cut, he described it to me and I was just about to pass out. They cut the front of his gums and peeled it back up to his oh, nose. Gee whiz. And, and worked. You're lying. I'm not. Tell me you're making that junk up. No. And then they, they stretched it all back out there. Howard help us. That's what Funky Cheese Puff said uh, in the chat room. <laughs> So I don't know why this Canadian thought he had to tell me that, but mm. he always he'd always say that's a wacky bag of hammers. That's what he always said, and I don't think that was well, a Canadian a thing. Bag of hammers, yeah. Okay. So. Mm. Mm. Oh, teeth, mouth stuff just scares the poo out of me. <sighs> yeah, it's gross. That doesn't have to be a segment. We don't have to have the mandatory. <laughs> yes, we do. We do something else. Yes, we do. We always end up with one anyway. Why not draw attention to it and make it a point? Uh. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I got room for one more because there's a really good one here. This is from Mike from Michigan. I'm a first-time contributor, long-time listener. I thought I'd tell you about the time me and my sister had a battle with a bat. It was Friday night, and we were home alone having Star Wars movie marathons, making some dinner. We sat down and started Star Wars Episode Four while eating in front of the television. Halfway through the meal, I looked in the kitchen and saw a dark shape flying through the house. I will point out Ooh. that up to that point, I thought they meant they hit each other with a bat. <laughs> yeah, see, let me, let me say it again. I thought I would tell you about the time me and my sister had a battle with a bat. <laughs> So oh, yeah. when I first read through it, I totally thought we were going to hear somebody cracking each other in the head with a bat. But, you know, bat fight. But um, halfway through the meal, I looked in the kitchen, saw the dark shape flying through the house, and I knew that I was the Batman. It was, uh, it was a bat. We both ran outside and immediately formed a plan as to how to get the bat out of the house. My sister told me to open all the doors. We stood in the yard waiting for the bat to find its way out. I was watching the two of the doors and my sister was watching the other two. Well, all the excitement had caused me to feel the call of nature <laughs> and not wanting to go to the ha- in the house with a bat. Cause how do you outflank a bat? You know, um, you don't, you don't they get you. Um, he, he, he didn't want to go in the house. So he found a bush and did his business in the process though. He took his eyes off the door and wasn't able to see for a few seconds. If the bat had flown out, well, my sister was very angry. I had not kept the doors in my sight. But, um, so anyway, we concluded that the bat must've flown out. So we got back inside, we start watching the movie. We, I still had our tennis rackets in our hand just in case. And we calmed ourselves, started enjoying the movie right in the middle of the movie. We saw the bat crawling across the curtains right there next to us. (laughs) Freaking out. We grabbed our tennis rackets. It was John, everybody. He turned into a bat and oh. crawled on your curtains. Oh my god! <laughs> I wanted to watch the movie too. <laughs> Help us, Howard! Ah. Ah. Okay. Um, <laughs> freaking out, we grabbed our tennis rackets and prepared for the ensuing battle. The commotion caused the bat to fly to the other room, but when it came back, we were ready. We'd lit some candles and welcomed him, our dark friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not a great brown bat after all. He's one of God's creatures, the creature of the night. Ah! No, I guarded the <laughs> stairs by trying to keep it on the lower floor. How are you going to guard stairs? It's a bat. <laughs> it's a winged rat. How are you going to do it? I will protect these stairs it's an from agent, the flying rodents. It is the agent of the dark lord Sauron and devil and everybody else. It's You can't stop a bat. I'm sorry. The bat was flying around the room, making its squeaking noises, and while we were yelling and trying to whack it with our tennis rackets. Oh! <laughs> Reminds me of the scene in in, uh, in Black Sheep where Tommy, well, Chris Farley and, and David Spade are trying to catch a bat. Yeah. You can't catch a bat in a pod. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, The Great Outdoors where they all run outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bat attacks everybody. <laughs> they, they get all this equipment on and come back in the house. It's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Bats are freaky. We used to go out in the oh. backyard when we lived in Yulee, Florida, and we'd throw our shoes up in the air, and the bats would chase them down to the ground. <laughs> I just realized how dumb that sounded. 
We're little redneck kids. Got wrapped around in phone lines. We just go outside and let's throw our shoes at some bats. That'll be fun. Great. They chase down. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so my sister hit the bat and it landed at her feet, causing her to scream and dance around. But she had only stunned it. And the bat got up and flew right over my head. It's like when you almost kill a hornet. That is like the worst feeling in the world when you swipe at a hornet and you miss and you know that hornet's going, oh, it's on now, boy. Now I know where to sting. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So the bat goes up the stairs. We took combat positions and belly crawled through the upstairs hallway. (laughs) Stay low. Stay low. We checked all the rooms until we got to the upstairs uh, school room at the end of the hall. Oh, they're homeschool kids. That explains a lot. Uh, We both charged into the room, swinging our tennis rackets. Books were knocked (laughs) off the shelves. Our paper paper model of the solar system hanging on the ceiling hook uh, hits as first Mars, and then the sun goes flying in the air. After knocking down Pluto and Jupiter in an attempt to hit the renegade bat, the flying fury fiend finally stopped soaring around the room and lighted Upon a rafter, I told my sister to stand guard, and I quickly ran to get my airsoft gun. Holy crap! What? <laughs> I'm going in I'm this going time. In. I'm armed. I'm going in, Shelly. So ad- adrenaline was pumping through my vein- veins as I grabbed my airsoft gun, charged it back. In- I charged back in the room, feeling slightly like Rambo. Yeah, because Rambo. <laughs> He could rip a guy in half with an airsoft gun. Yeah, those little yellow pellets, boy. They're hardcore. It's a Gatling gun. (laughs) Airsoft Gatling gun. You know, if there was an airsoft uh, gun, a Gatling gun, it would sound like a cat purring, just like a couple shows ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I told my sister to cover her eyes. It is a bat. (laughs) Sorry. It's all right. Um, I, I told my sister, cover your eyes. Don't look at the flash. And I opened fire. Don't look into the light. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. The first shot hit left. The second shot hit right. And she did the hippie, hippie, shake, shake with all of her might. The hippie, hippie, <laughs> shake. Uh, sp- splitting the difference, I aimed for the middle and blasted the bat with a shot from my airsoft gun. The bat dropped straight to the floor. And I emptied the clip on it for good measure. Oh, my God. It it felt like a beanie baby by the time he was done with it. It could sit up by itself. Just put a little tag on it, sell it at at the Cracker Barrel. Little tie tag. (laughs) His name is Beanie. (laughs) Call him John. Why does he have hash marks on him? Oh, that's a tennis racket. That's all good. It's all good. Uh, He's so fuzzy. Love it. Uh, I laid a tennis racket over it just in case. <laughs> so I love that. It wasn't dead enough. So we're going to lay a tennis racket on it. We were so scared that we waited till the next day to take care of the bat by flushing it down the toilet. My sister and I were both oh, so no. high on adrenaline that we finished our movie and finally went to bed. Love the new random word segment, Mike. I love that. <laughs> here's, here's excitement for homeschool kids. All right. They get pumped full of adrenaline. My sister and I, we're both so high on adrenaline that what did we do? We finished our PG-rated movie and went to bed. <laughs> no, you didn't! No! No! So, yeah. And the rat, the rat, the winged rat stayed under a tennis racket. and the, yeah. uh, ugh. You know, the proper, just, just to remind everybody, the proper disposal of any type of rodent is to place it in a plastic bag and stick it in the freezer. Stop I think that's it. the most humane way. That's the NLCast right? way, anyway. That's the NLCast way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Somebody points out in the chat room, um, the Carrillo, of all people, says that, uh, you know, if he was feeling like Rambo, it's probably because he saw the homeschool version of Rambo where he actually was using airsoft guns. <laughs> yes. And the, and the, the bad guys were like, ow, 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 ow. So, ow. Dang Darn it. Darn it, guys. That's going to leave a welt. And it was in black For and Pete white. Sakes. <sighs> <sighs> guys, we're getting uh, at the hour mark, so let's uh, read some feedback. Hey, guys, I'm finally caught up on you guys, and you dang it, ended, ended the show. But while I was catching up, I figured 
that would happen because my sister, the infamous Emma, finally got me to listen. And y'all were already <laughs> into the late hundreds. Needless to say, I'm very happy you're back, Gloria. And yes, I am a middle schooler, but I tried really hard to type this correctly. So, and oh, she did. Man. She did good. So I wonder if Emma's gigantic. I mean, Gloria. I never had a problem Gloria. with Emma. I just want to be honest about that. David. Well, was, David was afraid of tall girls. That's right. He or said he was weird. He, he said tall girls were too big. And he said uh, short people had no reason to live. So <laughs> That's a song. Short people got no reason got. It's serious. You're know the oh. guy that sings the, the You Got a Friend and Me. Oh, really? Toy Story 1. Yeah, he sings that song. So short people got no reason My brother live. basically had no original jokes, I'm finding out. <laughs> I don't either. Oh. I stole all his jokes and recycled them. That's okay. Uh, Jana, Jan- I got to hate tall people. Gianna says, uh, or Jenna, or somebody, uh, have you ever considered a college theme show if you're still doing themes? Well, we haven't decided if we're doing themes yet. Um, but uh, if you have any college stories, send them in. Send them in. I got a couple. Good. Well, John's oh, got tons, man. All your stories are college stories, and they're all great. So, are they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I shared the best. Uh, good, because I, I want to hear them. But uh, that's for another time. Unfortunately, it's time for us to get out of here. The website, podcast.nlcast.com. Email us your comments, stories, feedback, and whatever else to james at nlcast.com. You can call us, 2095-NLCAST. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, twitter.com slash nlcast. Facebook and Twitter slash nlcast, both of them. (laughs) Join us for a live show every Monday night at 930 Eastern. Leave us an iTunes review. Pick out the uh, pick up the iTunes app and check out all of the podcasts that we do over at uh, nlcast.com. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Rob Gobers for our theme music, spouses for letting us record, our contributors, and everyone in the chat room, and everyone else who listens. And remember, if you won't tell your story, if you won't share it with the world, then don't wonder why nobody's listening. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Oh, and stay tuned for uh, Drew's uh, middle school drama segment at the end. Awesome. It's pretty funny. See you guys. Peace. from the West Side of Mars podcast. I didn't really expect to be doing a middle school drama a week, but you know what? I'm up for the challenge. I am awesome. She may tell. Okay, well, this is the one. I'm not doing it in a voice, so calm down. But um, So there's this thing going around called Chinese Knockout, and if you don't know what that is, it's basically you're choking a kid to death, for, and then they're um, knocked out for two seconds, and it's very dangerous, and so the school tried to put a stop to it. They called everybody's parents and parents and were like, "All right, so Don't make sure kids are not doing it. Stop." So then my mom and dad talked to me and they were like, "Are you doing this thing called Chinese knockout or whatever?" And of course I was in a um, mood, you know, where you like to be no. sarcastic and crap. So I was in a sarcasm mood, I guess. And I was like, "Yes, I do it all the time. I do it to myself. I do it to my friends. My friends do it to me. It's so much fun." And I go, "Well, it's killing your brain cells." And I go, "I don't care." I don't really do it. I just wanted to be smart. So um, then my parents are freaking out, and every time they talk to me, I try to tell them that it was a joke, but they won't listen. It's a Chinese joke. So my dad listens to the show, so maybe I should just pull him aside, whisper to him, and say, broke ya? But um, I don't know if that could work. I don't know. I'll just talk to them. Whatever. That was supposed to be a joke. Okay, bye. Hey, James and John, this is Cy from theguysperspective.com, and I have a funny story to share with your listeners. We talked about this on one of our episodes entitled Snippets, and this story involves asparagus. Now, as a lot of, probably a lot of your listeners know, and you two know, that certain foods give you a certain odor when you go to, uh, when when they leave your body, let's say. So I, one night, had a huge plate of asparagus, and I went off to see a classical show 
at the very fine and kind of stuffy auditorium down in the city. And before the show, I, I had to use the bathroom really badly. So I, I go into the to the bathroom and I see that there's not separate stalls, but there's one huge kind of trough. I'm, I'm sure you've all seen this. So I'm standing there shoulder to shoulder with probably 30 other guys you know, and you can you can picture this because everyone's looking straight ahead. No one dares <laughs> is dare looking anywhere else but straight ahead. And we're all doing our business, and all of a sudden it starts <laughs> starts to stink so bad. The asparagus smell is permeating through the whole trough, and all of a sudden you see guys <laughs> who were previously staring straight ahead, they start glancing to their left, to their right. And all throughout the line, guys are, are glancing. And I'm just, I'm sitting there doing my business, trying to be the straight guy and not look around at all. I'm just staring straight ahead. Go, please let this end. And it is smelling so strong. And I, I had a I had a hard time not laughing out loud as I'm staring straight ahead, so nasty. finishing up my my business and getting business out of there. Business is not peeing. Business is thinking, pooping. What a funny place. I just want to say to have that happen to. Not at a bar, not at a sports game, but at right before a classical show at the stuffy auditorium. <laughs> I just wanted to share that. The only with place it'd be better. It's great to have nobody's listening. Is back. at a farmer's Thanks market a or in the produce aisle. <laughs> and then everybody knows. Oh yeah, that, that makes That's sense. That's asparagus, boy. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.